Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Hello and welcome, everybody. As I was putting this show together, I realized that my birthday was in the last couple of weeks. And I know that Facebook and all the Internet things and sites get bad reps nowadays, but I have to give a shout-out to all of you that wrote these beautiful birthday messages on my Facebook page. And those of you that are not on it, you're welcome to go to it and join the party. It's Jillian Moss-Backman. Anyway, it was just so nice because this was the birthday that I really wasn't looking forward to it. I had a significant birthday last year, and I kind of got over that one. But for some reason, this birthday in particular really hit home with me because it signified the next phase of where I'm going in my life. But I have to admit, I had a really lovely birthday between all the lovely messages that were left on Facebook and my good friends taking me out and laughter and glasses of wine and just talking about our lives and where we're going and what we've been through. I hope that you have the same kind of people in your life that I do, luckily, in mine. So I wanted to thank all those people that made my birthday this year pretty special. I was not looking forward to it, as I said, but it was turned out pretty good, to be honest with you. <laughs> Anyway, last week I introduced the next series that I'm going to work on now called Fifty Shades of Ego. And in that show last week, I started talking about ego and how we perceive it in the world and that it's really starting to get a bad rap in a lot of different circles, especially the spiritual world. And I want to give my thoughts and suggestions and ideas of how I see the human ego because it's really not a subject that anyone should really take lightly. Our egos really do serve a higher purpose than we give it credit for and how people perceive us in the world and how it shapes their responses that come back to you each and every day. But yet I think as I was thinking about it and inquiring with my friends, as I always use them to rebound thoughts and ideas off my my head before I present them in the world, they're so lucky, aren't they? Anyway, we were talking about how we spend very little time cultivating a healthy ego nowadays. And in fact, if you really think about it, how much time have you spent on your ego? And for a certain amount of people, It simply becomes an accident of how we create and cultivate that ego. And I was starting to think about how it's a combination of nature and both nurture aspects. And, you know, the psychology part of myself starts going into fast gear and thinking about it, and then my spiritual part pops in there. And, you know, that debate that we always talk about, is it nature or nurture, and how does that work with the human ego in this case? And I was thinking about it, how the earthly aspects 
correlate with nature's part, meaning, you know, the things that we get, the uh, human aspects that we gather, whether that's people or things. And then the nurture part, which in this particular part, I'm labeling the religious or spiritual impressions that we add to that mix of ego as we go along. So how much of us do rely on our ego transformation up to chance? If you don't pay attention to either parts of those, nature or nurture, how many of us are letting our outward influences shape this fragile and vulnerable part of ourselves? You really have to step back and think about that because it really makes no sense. If our egos as we put it last week, and I talked about how I believe it's an illusionary facade of what we present to the world. Really, it's our first impression and introductions to people that we come across in job interviews, in our relationships, whether that's love relationships or just friendship relationships, and our own personal relationship that we have ourselves. I was thinking about how... I see it somewhat in my head as this ego omelet, that it has this recipe that we're in charge of putting together, and it starts as our children. We come up with this clean ego palette, per se, but nothing but survival in mind, like I talked about last week. That's what human ego is about. It's about survival. And then from there, we start mimicking what we see in front of us whether that's from our parents or our parents' friends or our peers at school, we start adapting what we're given and shown by other times. Well, of course, we all know that sometimes we pick up bad informed choices that way, and it scrambles up this very simple ego recipe that we start with, which is survival. And then it leads us into adulthood, and it misaligns that ego. And for truth, it just takes us off base so far from what true reality is and what we're really supposed to be spiritually. So we either have two choices in our own adulthood. If you're one of the lucky ones that came through unscathed and you have a healthy ego balance, kudos to you. But the majority of us have some tweaking that we have to do if we're really honest and take a step back and look at ourselves. And then there's some of us that are really way off base. As I talked about last week, those braggadocious people or those even self-mutilator people that are constantly putting themselves down. In the eye of an ego thought, that is coming from the same place. So either we have a choice to awaken from these senses of that disaster that happened around us that shaped our ego and look at it in a very honest, forthright way. You know, there's some indicators around that if your ego's not working, you can look at certain things like continuously failed relationships or you even choose bad choices in your career path and there's rejection all around you. A lot of this comes from an unhealthy ego about ourselves and how we interact with others. 
so either we can close our eyes to those bad events happening around us and chalk it to it's everybody else's fault, correct? Not ours. And really understand that we don't want to deal with it. We like our egos. We're more into the earthly stuff than we are the spiritual stuff. But then there's another set, a group of people that really want to take their human ego into a place of more spiritual-based ego. And at that point, you have to really realize that you just start from scratch and you got to figure out what works in your ego recipe and what you need to take out and put back in that's more healthy choices. And as I started thinking about this, it's a bigger task nowadays than we could imagine. And I'm not throwing this out as an excuse. Mind you, please take it as such. But when I was researching this subject, I came up with all sorts of both ancient and contemporary readings and thoughts and ideas and intellectual sources from both the intellectual side and the spiritual side on what ego truly means. Well, you can get lost in that sea of rationality or the sea of spirituality because it's hard to make sense because it gets very intricate and you could spend your entire life just reviewing this subject. But, you know, some of those thoughts are applicable today, but many of them seemed out of touch with modern civilization. We're a very complicated world now. We live and breathe in a very competitive world situation. We're always pushing forward towards evolution. So to say what we're going to do with our egos today may not be applicable in five years or ten years. So we have to keep evolving. And it really does cause changes and havocs on that human ego balance that we're trying to achieve. It's everywhere. You know, people in conversations nowadays have become more confrontational than rather than cooperative exchanges. There's tons of this one-upmanship in games that we play, and it's become a communication epidemic, right? How many people do you know in your life that you're having a conversation and their ego just makes them one-up, and they don't know why. It just becomes this way. And then you have a whole other group of people that have become addicted to polarity responding. And what that means is these are the kind of people in a conversation that deliberately just take your opposing view of what you're saying and just twist it around to the complete opposite other side. Just to watch you squirm. Just to get a reaction out of you because they enjoy the game of ego. I'm not sure how we're going to get out of this, but it certainly is something that wasn't so prevalent a long time ago. I think what we need to do is get back to paying attention to this wounded ego that people are dealing from. And how can we do this and what can we do to use and defend ourselves without coming from a place of human ego? It seems like we've begun to use this knowledge that we have as a weapon of choice in ego instead of a common growth change. And in fact, it feels like it's getting worse. 
So even though our ego is based on survival, we have to figure out some kind of coping mechanism that will take us through this aggressive nature and this unprecedented growth that we're going through. I want to talk about ego in particular in two manners. You know, the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, which I talked about last week, she did have it right. There's not a clear-cut ego recipe between right and wrong and who has a healthy one and who doesn't. It is shades of gray in between there. It's really not cut and dry, is it? It's really just layers and layers of built experiences from childhood over time. After the break, I want to give you a jumping off point of reference that may be helpful for you to figure out where to break down this ego mystery and where we can start to rebuild this wounded ego mystery we have in some of them. I'll see you after the break. for more welcome back here's your host jillian warm and fuzzy with an attitude about week two in the series that I've called Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was talking about that book, Fifty Shades of Grey, excuse me, the name of my program is Fifty Shades of Ego. See, I'm already jumping ahead in my brain. Anyway, she was on to something in that book that I'm not sure that she really 
came forth and put out there, but I think she had a pretty good handle on the idea of ego being how vulnerable it can be to outside sources, whether that's one person over another or process over a person. And she talks in the book how one person can overcome this vulnerability of her her own human ego of control and power. Now, as I said last week, I'm not really into the book. It's not quite my flavor of reading. I prefer nonfiction, but I really wanted to read it, and I give her kudos because it's, it's a good jumping-off point to start talking about ego and think about it. And take a moment yourself and reflect on your own ego and where it stands right now. Can you honestly say to yourself that you're happy with what it represents out in the world? And, you know, if we were really honest, of course, our ego grows with us or inflates and deflates with our experiences that we go through and the trauma that we face and conquer and and all of the things fold into how we feel about ourselves. But does it reflect all aspects of yourself inside and out? That's the question that everybody has to ask themselves. Is it a mirrored image of what you feel spiritually on the inside as well as physically, mentally, and emotionally, that physical part of ourselves? Does it authentically represent what you truly believe of yourself. When I started working with ego a long time ago, it became so complicated to me, and I read so much stuff, of course, which I'm always reading. So I really decided that I was going to break that down into two parts of myself, two workable parts that I could wrap my head around. And I'm going to now and make
Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. 